0: Lots to get to on a Monday. Corbett's Corner with you. I think I gave myself carpal tunnel Uh, writing all these notes. We've got a ton of stuff here on a Monday after a jam-packed uh football weekend. I'm talking Bama losing. You gotta talk college football even though it gets swallowed by the NFL. A great win for the Bills, which is where we'll start, of course, the NFL. Trump's all. Holy crap. Am I in on the Bills? Josh Allen fixes his uh you know errant throwing bad decision making from his rookie season his early seasons he looks like the most at, most athletic guy out there where he's hurtling defenders to get crucial third downs uh he runs nobody had any idea this dude could run the university of wyoming quarterback bills have their guy mcdermott builds the defense they strike gold uh not unlike the chargers did as the third quarterback drafted was justin herbert and he looks like he could be the best in the nfl Josh Allen, Mahomes is still up there, but he looked bad last night because the Bills defense is the best in the NFL. They did that to the best offense. It looked docile and the Bills have Josh Allen and the Chiefs defense is so bad. I mean, that's the bottom tier of the NFL, seriously, because they've had to pay Mahomes. They've had to pay his weapons and it's just completely decimated the defense. You've got Ty- Sorensen, this dude Sorensen stinks tyron matthew is you know visibly in these touchdown replays going how the hell are all these guys open uh you know josh allen is directing traffic just getting the guy to go to the end zone and just chucking it with arm strength we're starting to get used to now with mahomes herbert allen good lord um i mean that that was crazy i, I think we're gonna go bucks Bill's Super Bowl, right? Is that the prediction? I know it's pretty much chalk right now. I mean, who's going to take out the Bills in Buffalo? Because it looks like the AFC is going to run through there. Uh, Winter in Buffalo, and the Bills absolutely humming on both sides of the ball. And then who's going to take out Tom Brady, who just won these seven Super Bowl rings. He just won his seventh this past year. Oh, yeah, and he's the GM of this new team because Bruce Arians is like, do whatever you want, Tom. You deserve it. And he brought back the entire team. He brought back literally every single starter. Um, 44-year-old Tom Brady leads the NFL in passing yards. Yards per game, 353 yards per game. He just decimated the Dolphins. Uh, who was a good defense last year, but much like a Washington football team, defense not translating year over year, just took one offseason, and it's, the difference is stark. Um, 32 more yards per game than second place in the NFL, Derek Carr. 44-year-old Tom Brady, 15 touchdowns, two picks. And he's on pace for the third-best year of his illustrious career. How? How? Alex Guerrero now, it's reported, has an office uh, right, the the doctor, the the doctor that Tom Brady employs, TB12 method. He's an office in Tampa Bay. Brady doing it his way, uh, beating Belichick this year, and looked like they're well on their way to repeating. In fact, I believe Vegas made them the favorites now after the Chiefs losing last night. Um, Bills Bucks they play on December twelfth. We could get that preview. Get your popcorn ready, as Lane Kiffin uh, notoriously says. Derrick Henry's a monster. I mean, that guy's leading the league in rushing. You know, he looks like he's bound for a fantasy day, and then you blink, and he's got uh, two touchdowns and well over 20 fantasy points. Devontae Adams is a monster, over 200 yards, receiving. Trevon Diggs is a monster. Six picks in five games for the Dallas Cowboys. I remember he was sliding in the NFL draft. Right now, he looks like the best rookie defender out there easily. Um, who are the top five teams in the NFL? You got Bills, Bucks. Cardinals got to stay there. They win and cover against the 49ers Rams. Uh, they do what they did to Geno Smith as Russell Wilson's now reported out for weeks. And it looks like Geno's the guy. Um, and maybe the Cowboys right now that they've got Zeke Dak back, healthy. Uh, Tony Pollard looks like, I mean, those are two great running backs. One paid dramatically less uh, and looks just as effective, but Hey, they've got CD lamb. Now Amari Cooper, that offense is lethal and the defense seems to be figured out. Uh, with Trevon Diggs. So I would probably right now put that Cowboys in that fifth spot. Chiefs are still going to be contenders, despite Stephen A. Smith uh, declaring them done, uh, finished today on first first take, of course, splattered all over the ASPN.com front page. They're not done. But games to watch out for, because that offense is still the best in the NFL they're going to play. But again, they are you know visibly not the same team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. That is for sure. But they're gonna—they're not gonna miss out on the playoffs. The Raiders are—we figured it out. They fooled us for a couple of games. They're not good. They lose to the Bears at home as five and a half point favorites, and we're barely in that game. Um, you know, the Chiefs are still going to be able to compete. But games to keep an eye on—that you do have to win if you are going to compete. In two weeks, you're at Tennessee. Um, home versus the Cowboys in six weeks. Sorry, I skipped home versus Green Bay in four weeks. That's going to be a huge game home versus the Cowboys, two great NFC opponents that are going to be a real measuring stick game for the chiefs of this year. Uh, and then you rematch the chargers going to have huge division implications as the Broncos start to slide back to earth as well. in that division, that game coming up, uh, rematch against the chargers in LA, December 16th, December, December is going to have some hell of uh, good football games in the NFL. My God. And we had some great, the witching hour this week was just absolute insanity. Um, you know, the Chargers and Chiefs are two extremely similar teams. They're teams that do it with their offense and not a great defense. The Chargers defense is better than the Chiefs. But look what the – I mean, the Browns with Baker Mayfield and a partially torn labrum put up a 40-burger on you, and they still lost. I mean, you can win those games. You live dangerously. Um, but, again, again, the Chargers, just a new up-and-coming team. I think there is an order – The Bills, Josh Allen got to the AFC title last year, couldn't get past Mahomes. He gets past Mahomes here in Kansas City. Can he do it in the playoffs? And he might have it on his home turf. Um, But I think, again, you know, Herbert has to kind of get through Lamar Jackson, which I think he can, but Lamar Jackson still can't really penetrate uh, the barrier of Allen and Mahomes. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see against super early NFL changes week by week as you're more than. Uh, Accustomed to the Saquon Barkley injury. I mean, I don't want to harp on a freak accident like that where it looks like, you know, he rolled his ankle by stepping on a defender's shoe. But uh, the thing is, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze for the position. I'm not trying to pick on specific guys. I mean, Dalvin Cook was just out for a second straight week. I mean, it's the position, investing in that position is just bad business because that's got to be the most often injured position in football, right? Think about the running back is getting hit in some way at high speed. Every play, whether it be him carrying the ball, receiving the ball, or blocking. Um, and look at the Ravens backfield. I mean, it's just it's just a revolving door. I mean, if you could put Cordero Patterson as your running back and still have success, um, which leads us to the Falcons. Of course, you know, they they let me get excited again because they blow the game. I was excited against them against Washington. Uh, they blow that game and it's like, okay, are they going to do anything against the Jets? Start. They take care of business in London. Great. So the Falcons get their second win of the season. What they're now two and three. They should be four and two if it wasn't for the collapse against, or three and two, excuse me, three and two, if it wasn't for the collapse against Washington. That would be tied for second in the NFC South. And you're going to Miami. I mean, good Lord. Thank goodness you took care of business. And I guess you're going to get me in. Pull me in for one week. I might throw on a jersey. Hopefully Calvin Ridley's back, but showed we could win without him. How about Tajay Sharp? I didn't even know he was on the team. He's catching balls. Um, Olamide Zacchaeus. Uh, Zacchaeus, uh, Still can't figure it out. I guess it is Zacchaeus. At least that's what Greg Gumbel was going with. Um, Kyle Pitts coming out game. First career touchdown. Come on. Let's go. All right. You got me. You got me, Atlanta. I'm in. I'm in. Let's go beat Miami. That's going to be a terrible loss. Uh, I already see it. Um, oh, well. Speaking of near terrible losses, Vikings could be five and zero. They could also be one and four. I mean, what is, is Kirk Cousins good? The, the answer changes every game. Uh, what are we doing? I, I had someone tell me that they love Mike Zimmer. I mean, what? You could be complacent with Zimmer. You could be like, "Ah, he's fine." You can. You can't love Mike Zimmer, all right? Unless you, he wins you the Super Bowl or he at least figures it out for us. How do you love? Mike Zimmer, as he's almost losing to the Lions, but the field goal gets it done on a day that was a poor day for field goal kickers. Uh, Shockingly, the Vikings have it saved, possibly, their season. They take care of the winless Vikings, and they reduce Dan Campbell to tears. Man Campbell, who was eating kneecaps as he signs this lucrative five-year deal for God knows what reason, because the Ford family does not know how to run a franchise, and now he's crying. I'm a forward guy who's getting in touch with their emotion every time to time. Not when you're, you know, claiming you're going to eat some kneecaps, and then as soon as you're one of the other winless teams, you and Urban Meyer, uh, you know, that's a bad, don't be crying. I mean, come on, what are you doing? How do you stand out there and take accountability for why you're losing all these close games? Why? It's probably the like coaching. Uh, we don't need your tears there. I mean, what are we trying to feel sorry for you because you lose in such frustrating ways? No, this is the NFL. Get out of here with that. Okay. Save that for in private. We don't need the show. Um, Boston College, back in action. Yes, and I'm back in good spirits. At home, first NC State, under the lights, coming off the bye. They just got scheduled the Louisville game on the road to late afternoon because they are isolating this BC team because they are fun to watch and they're good. They're becoming increasingly prominent on the recruiting trail, on the field, and they're fun to watch on the screen. Two incredibly similar teams coming in here. Basically a coin flip game, but Vegas doing us a favor one more time. BC as a dog take halfly under the lights in Chestnut Hill. Going to come down to whether or not Dennis Garcelle is going to take care of the football. I don't want to hear. I was looking at the play clock, and I fumbled the snap that cost us the game against Clinton. I don't want to hear that. You're at home under the lights. Let's get it done. Uh, they just had the Boston Marathon today, Marathon Monday, back for BC. Uh, it's a huge week, okay? Um, so this is a top 25 defense in NC State. BC's defense is more like top 50. Um, here's where the game is going to come down, down to. I told you it's gonna be one possession game against Clemson. I'm saying the same thing here against NC State. Um, BC is one of the best special teams units in the country. Our punt, it's not sexy, it's not sexy by any means. Our punter can flip the field, and we got a freshman kicker who can make uh, big time kicks has a leg. And Travis Levy is a very dominant punt returner. Returner just in general. Um, NC State put up ten on the road. Their only true road game against Mississippi State. I don't think Mississippi State's very good, but they had the Texas A&M win. Uh, you know, didn't they beat LSU? LSU looks terrible, right? O's Ron should be on the hot seat, honestly. Even though, uh, I mean, we found out it was Burrow and Chase that won them that uh, that title, right? um so nc state puts up 10 on the road at mississippi state and we'll see what mississippi state does against Bama, coming off the loss which we'll get to in just a moment um that's this weekend if bc wins i would like to think they would be ranked nc state number 22 boston college ap kind of hovering around the 32 mark i think they're at like the yeah the 33 mark of the coaches poll i think if you beat nc state you should get in as a one loss team that's stuck at least around with clemson um Griselle needs to keep up with a solid offense it's not the best offense we've seen that was Mizzou Mizzou's a better offense than um NC State even though Mizzou is still not covered uh one of only four teams in the nation to not cover as they put up a lot of points again against North Texas but their defense is horrible so this is a winnable game BC is what I'm to say is a winnable game Vegas uh they only have one loss against the number against uh umass and kind of a freak game where Jakova came in they were a huge favorite and then he gets injured so you have the backup unable to run up the score the defense slacked in that game and you don't cover but then they've been dominant against clemson no sweat cover uh vegas does not know how to cap this team uh boston college take them with the points uh and i think they win this game i, I think this is a big win for bc uh, the Gophers host Nebraska. Nebraska, what are, what are we doing? I mean, they're, they're three and four. Are they back, even though they're under 500? And, of course, Adrian Martinez having a good year caught, fumbles the game away in the final quarter. Michigan escapes Lincoln with the win and with the short cover as a road favorite. Uh, Gophers plus three and a half at home? Huh? Huh? Or is this another letdown spot after upsetting Purdue on the road? Uh, Gophers are coming off a of buy, however. So if you think P.J. Flex actually good at coaching, and not bad off a of bye. Maybe that is the play. But who knows? Nebraska apparently back again, even though they're, a, they're like a strong three and four, if you can even say that. Good Lord. Anyone had Bama losing this week? Um, I was looking back at the game, and I think that's got to be on coach shape. What do I mean by that? I mean, he settled for way too many field goals, and Texas A&M capitalized, and they won the game. Uh, they waited for the, the right time and ran down the clock uh Brandon Staley the head coach of the LA Chargers first year coach in the NFL he's changing the game of football he's going for it on fourth and two in his own 25 in the first half down two scores it's like Madden and you have to do that I mean I'm looking at you who's the best player on the field Justin Herbert and it's two yards in front of you if you trust your defense which is like hey trust your defense Pulling away. if you trust your defense have them get a three and out put three points on the board get your best player on the field best player in maybe football back on the field and go get seven Uh, short yardage with an offense, with a guy recognizing that talent and having confidence in them. They're seven of eight on fourth down this year. And the one incompletion, the punter threw it with Herbert. They're seven for seven. Uh, So I love what Brandon Staley is doing. I mean, the nuts on that guy and Saban got complacent. He took too many field goals and he allowed Texas A&M who I'm still not sure is good uh, to win that game. It's still going to be Bama-Georgia in the SEC title game unless they get kicked sixth in the Iron Bowl again. But how good is Auburn really? I mean, they just got destroyed by Georgia. Now, Georgia looks incredible. They face undefeated Kentucky this weekend, large favorite. Uh, We'll see how that goes. I think they're at home. But if Bama loses to Georgia, assuming that that is the SEC title game, was that loss at Texas A&M going to keep them out of the playoffs? Now, I'll, it's always going to be a conversation. I honestly think it's going to come down to Bama and Cincinnati an undefeated Cincinnati and a two lost Bama. If we can even believe it, we'll see what the committee does and we'll see how things shake out. But I think that's what it might be boiling down to. Oklahoma's insane comeback. Spencer Rattler, so overrated. He gets benched. Freshman Caleb Williams comes in. He electrifies the offense. But is that on Sark? I mean, that game should have been in the bag. I understand it's Big Twelve football; nobody plays defense. It's a game for Oklahoma, but and it's hard, I guess, to game plan against a different quarterback. But Lord, it, it, what happened there? And, and that run play—they walked them off for the cover. I couldn't believe it. Um, stunning. Is that on Steve Sarkeesian. I mean that that was a collapse in a rivalry game on a huge stage. Uh, stage. So good Lord, you know, we'll see, uh, games to watch this weekend, Texas hosting undefeated Oklahoma state. They're favored by five and a half. Uh, see what Sark can do there mentioned to UK and Georgia, UK still undefeated George as they blow out LSU, uh, Georgia, massive favorites. Uh, and how is Bama going to bounce back on the road at Mississippi state Oklahoma? How will they bounce back after a thrilling victory possible letdown spot? Uh, At home, 11 and a half point favorites at TCU seems like a trap seems like a little short, uh, whatever you prefer there. And then Ole Miss uh, thrilling win against Arkansas. That was crazy. Sam Pittman, uh, you know, thrilling team. I love that he's going for it, but that play call was terrible. Roll right and cram up everyone on the same side. That was the most obvious play ever. Uh, So that was tough. They get the cover, but they get a heartbreaking loss. Now, uh, Ole Miss escapes with the win. They're still losses only against Bama. They're one loss. Now they're minus three at Tennessee. It's four and two. They lost to Pittsburgh, Florida, uh, but they just blew out South Carolina. It's not very good. That'll be interesting. Ole Miss, a little short. Road favorite? Anybody? Minus three? Uh, that'll do it for Corbett's Corner. NHL preview tomorrow with my guy. It's the voice of Maryville University hockey, Andrew Marsh. That's coming up tomorrow as the NHL season gets underway. Tomorrow night. It's the debut of the newest franchise in the NHL, the Seattle Kraken. Lots to get to here. At Corbett's Corner, uh, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you enjoy your podcasts and YouTube for a visual audience. Appreciate it.